Alaska, several villagers went out in their canoe, but it flipped over and only one survived. Unaware he was a lone survivor, another canoe appeared filled with his friends who helped him from the water. They took him to a village, but as they neared, the paddlers became humanoid creatures. The survivor tried getting a closer look, but their coats obscured their features. At the village, he was reunited with his aunt, who died years before. He asked her to return to their family, but she said her place was here. The creatures returned the survivor to his village. However, his limited time with the strange villagers changed him. He craved only raw food and was becoming one of the strange creatures. Friends and family tried countering the change by urging him to eat cooked food. He ate the food, but died. The strange creatures were Alaska's ottermen, the Kushtaka. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 76, Alaska's Otterman, the Kushtaka. I am Kamuala Kaneshiro, a native Hawaiian professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. Our Halloween special episode was released as Bonus Episode 2, Private Investigation and Possession. I hope you enjoy it, and remember to always stay safe. Later in this episode, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but first, the Kushtaka. Their name means Land Otter Man. I'll refer to them as Otter Man for the rest of this episode because there doesn't seem to be any Land Otter Women. More on this later. Also, it is believed you shouldn't speak their given name, and saying it three times in a row would make them angry and you'd summon one. So they're kind of a cross between Voldemort and Beetlejuice. The Otterman, or men, may be friendly, but are considered evil creatures. Much of the Otterman is unknown because many First Nations people refuse speaking about them out of fear. The Otterman are supernatural shapeshifters with great speed, endurance, and strength who straddle the living realm and death. They're called Alaska's other Bigfoot, and as their nickname suggests, they are a six to eight feet tall humanoid otter with a tail, claws, needle teeth, and glowing eyes. While they can shapeshift into anything, including humans, it's believed their needle teeth remain their telltale feature. The Otterman whistles to communicate and mimics distressed animals, crying babies, or screaming women to lure their prey or fishers from shore. They hunt anything but children's curiosity makes them common victims. The Otterman is blamed for a 1750 landslide that killed 500 villagers. Because of this, locals call this area the Bay of Death. Since there doesn't seem to be any land otter women, ottermen increase their numbers by changing humans. The Otterman uses this ability to save people from danger, 
but the changed person could never return to their friends and family. For many First Nations people who believe in reincarnation, transforming into an Otterman is worse than death because an altered body and soul can't reincarnate. Changed individuals can revert to being human with the help of a powerful shaman, who most likely was a reverted human. The Otterman's greatest weakness is dogs. A dog's bark forces the Otterman to reveal themselves from their shifted form, and bones from a dog that passed from natural causes can be made into weapons fatal to the Otterman. Other items that may be effective are human urine, copper, iron, steel, and fire. It should be noted, a shaman's magic may be effective for only defense. The first Otterman could have been a converted mortal, a fey soul that failed to meld, or an animal species similar to the Yeti that crossed into Alaska via the Bering Strait during the Ice Age like the First Nation tribes. Many speculate that the Sasquatch may be a relative that continued into California and other southern regions. The following is a Legends from the Pacific Original Story, and it's based on cultural records. During a time of great famine, a husband and wife who lost their son a year ago volunteered to look for food for their village. The village wished them luck, including their son's friends who were beginning to marry. The couple left in their canoe, past the point they found a spot and made shelter. But the ocean didn't provide and they struggled. They finished their meager dinner and the wife sighed. It'd be different if he were here. He was so good at fishing. Her husband thought the same whenever he cast his line. He could finally push beyond their son's drowning and linger on their time together. He wondered if she could do the same, but allowed their dying fires crackling to fill the silence. A wet slap came from outside. They faced each other. Another slap followed. The husband went outside. Two devilfish were on the ground, but no tracks. He told his wife the fish could be used as bait for tomorrow, but didn't know who'd leave such a gift. The wife teared. Can't you see? It's from our son. He's back and pitied us. The husband couldn't explain the miracle and accepted her explanation. The next day, their bait caught two halibuts. They reached home when night fell and began cooking. Someone whistled outside. The sound was long, like the whistler was calling for something. The wife dropped a pot. My son, we've missed you. Please come in. It's only your father and I. The husband went to the entrance. My son, please come in. We miss you terribly. Something rushed past him. A figure sat in the middle of their shelter. Its claws covered its face. The couple approached. Is that you, my son? Its mouth opened. It whistled for about a second. Tears fell from the mother's eyes. Can we please see your face? It moved away. The husband cupped his wife's shoulder. It's fine. Everything is fine. We're just happy to see you again. Will you stay for dinner? 
the figure's mouth opened and whistled its long tone. The husband helped his wife make a large portion of halibut, just the way their son liked it. They placed the massive portion before their son and sat across him. His claw eased the heaping portion between his parents. The wife's mouth opened, but her husband shook his head. Thank you, my son. The figure's mouth opened and whistled its long tone. The parents had a few bites, offered their son the food, but he pushed it back to them. This continued until around midnight, when the couple finished their food. The father wiped his mouth. Are you really our son? The figure's mouth opened and whistled, but stopped. His head bobbed, and it became a nod. Its claw moved from its face, and it pointed at the door. You want me to go outside? His son gave a quick whistle and nodded. The father went outside and found more devilfish. Thank you, my son. The father chewed his lip. It will make fine bait when you and I fish tomorrow. His son's mouth opened, but closed. His claws lowered from his face. He looked at his parents and nodded. Beyond his fur and beady eyes, they saw their son. His sobbing mother gave him blankets, and they went to sleep. When the morning was still dark, they found their son did not leave. The father got ready and asked his son if he was ready to fish. The son faced his father. Yes. Father and son boarded their canoe. The son's strength sped them to their spot. They cast their baited lines, and the son raised a blanket to his father's head. He took the blanket. You don't want me to see you? Yes. The father nodded and covered himself, but a small hole allowed him to watch his son jump overboard with the lines. Minutes later, his son returned to the canoe and exchanged his father's blanket for the fishing lines. He pulled the lines. Each had the biggest halibut he's ever seen. They sped home, and the family spent the day together. Their days were filled with laughter and joy. Their son regained his speech and appeared less furry and more human. His mother prepared all his favorite meals, but he only ate raw food. The family knew they needed to return to their village and asked their son to join them. He faced the sky. Yes, but they may have noticed my absence. We shall hide you when we leave. He smiled and helped them pack. They boarded their canoe and covered their son with a blanket as he took the bow. His mother sat in the middle and his father was at the stern. As they neared the point, the mother noticed her son's hands vanish. His paddle splashed and the blanket concealing him collapsed. They searched the canoe and water, but their son was gone. They told their village about their son, how he saved them from starving, and helped them find a fishing spot, but they once again lost. However, instead of mourning, the couple were happy for those precious few days for being with him again. They held a feast in their son's honor, encouraged his friends to share stories about him, and hoped he wouldn't be forgotten. You can support us by getting two or three of your friends to listen to our show. This simple request 
goes a long way in helping us grow our show. Today, the Otter Man is seen in various television shows and films. Also, the spot in our closing story where father and son fished is named Saki after the story's father. My apologies if I mispronounced Saki. It's awesome finding a place linked with a great story. If you feel our show deserves five stars, please give us that rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Dearly by Eden Kai courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is va'a. Va'a means canoe. An example of va'a is, in Disney's Moana, Maui tried escaping his island by stealing Moana's va'a. Once again, va'a is Hawaiian for canoe. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho. 